Hi, I'm Chuck. I'm Sean. We're from Toolmonger.com, the web's first tool blog, and this is One Beer Projects. Projects that take about five to ten minutes. You know, about the time it takes to drink a beer. So let's get started. Today we're talking about how to plan your 30 and 60,000 mile uh, service for your car. Yeah, and this is something that, that a lot of people think stress they're taking. Over. Yeah, you know, you stress over, you think you're taking care of it, and you might not be. And, you know, what really contributes to that a lot is the fact that many, uh, many service shops, including many car dealers who should know better, offer these 30,000 mile and 60,000 mile packages. And they include all kinds of crap, some of which you need and some of which you don't. And the easiest way to figure out what you actually need for a 30,000, 60,000, 90, so on service for your vehicle is to look in the owner's manual. Yeah, just bust out the manual. It, it's going to tell you everything you need to do for your vehicle and what mileage it needs to be done at. And what you do is look in the back for what they'll call a service schedule. And usually there will be two of them. There will be one for hard use and one for normal use. If you read the the actual definition of each. Everything only, qualifies as hard use. Exactly. You know, <laughs> 5,000 miles between oil change. No, no, no. It's three. And if you look carefully, uh, you know, heavy use in their book is often like stop and go traffic for more than 30 minutes a day, you know, that's everybody like that. in the world's drive to work. Exactly. So. You know, unless you live on Mars <laughs> and even then, you know, cold, you know, so. exactly. You know, if you live out in Arizona, heat, you know, whatever. anyway, take a look and, and in the back of the manual, you'll find the service schedule and you'll see on there exactly what needs to be done. Um, make a list, you know, start by writing all of that down and it'll contain a lot of items that you'll find are not on these service package lists. And uh, and maybe a, a few you'll see on the list that are not in there. Already, things are getting better. Exactly. At this point, you know, the first thing you're going to want to do is figure out what you can easily do by yourself. And surprisingly enough, there's a lot of things you can do yourself. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to suggest that you crawl under your car and you do your own oil change when you can pay someone 15 to $20 to do it for you. And not have to dispose of the oil. Exactly. I mean, it's just way better to pay someone to do that. But some of the things that you can do yourself, you'll often find that, especially at the 60,000 mile mark, they'll expect you to change spark plugs. And in the past, this was a little bit of a com complex procedure. You had to pull them out. Then you had to take the new ones and gap them and use a little tool to set the gap between the electrode and the little thing that it sparks to, you know, a perfect gap. Well, these days you can buy platinum spark plugs. And the trick with platinum spark plugs are that the tip is coated in a tiny amount of platinum, which supposedly makes it work better. But regardless... They're pre-gapped. Right. Because if you run the little tool in there, you'll wipe off the you know billionth of a cent of, <laughs> yeah. of platinum, no, platinum that's on that's there. actually on there. But and it's not any good. So they pre-gap them. So when you go to the store, you tell them what model and make and, and engine what, type and you engine have. Engine type, how many cylinders, that kind of stuff. And they're going to hand you a box of plugs. That are pre-gapped. So all you have to do is unscrew the old ones and screw the new ones in. Now, there are two tricks to putting in spark plugs. Number one, when you take them out, beware that it's going to take a bit to get them to come out. So you're going to need an extension on your socket to reach down in there. And they make spark plug sockets, which are just normal deep sockets, but they have a little rubber doohickey in the back of them. And it fits over the end of the, you know, where the wire attaches to the plug and grabs hold of it. So once you've got it busted loose, when you pull the socket out, the plug will come with it. This is a good thing. Or uh, if you're not careful, and this can happen to you also, uh, when you pull, when you go to pull it out, um, you're going to get back the extension shaft and the socket and the plug are going to be sitting right there. That just simply means you probably have a thread or two left in the uh, 
or you have a, a cheap ass yeah or or you watch your tool plug set. you know spark plug cycle like i do <laughs> sean's talking about mine yeah. which is a piece of crap and <laughs> and i have the time the little rubber doohickey comes out and stays on the plug and just annoys the hell out of you but You'll have a good one, so this won't happen to you. The other thing is when you put them back in, you do not want to over-torque them. And you can find in the uh, owner's manual the torque specs, and you should use a standard torque wrench to do this. And you can get a torque wrench for nothing. You probably already have one if you're listening to this. But if you don't, you can get one from Sears. Uh, quick piece of advice without going into great detail, buy the kind that clicks. Don't buy the kind with the little spring gauge that you can read. Uh, it's very difficult to use. The click type anybody can figure out yeah you know what's going on with that and i'll let you read the manual those are the two tricks other than that it's just a matter of pulling the wires off pull the wires off one at a time so that you can get them back on you know where they go and then take them out put the new pre-gapped ones in and you're done another thing you can do are plug wires and plug wires tend to wear out in sixty thousand miles often in uh at the ninety thousand mile mark too if you find them on the list you can do that yourself Uh, you go down to the store and you buy a set of wires and there are about 20 sets that they'll try to sell you. Yeah, look, you don't need an overblown set of spark plug wires. On the other hand, you don't want one of the low-end fits all kinds of cars set because they won't fit any cars. Exactly. Universals do not fit your vehicle. Preferably the one from the factory. If it's way overblown in price, you can get a set from, you know, your local parts store. Just look at them. Have them bring them out. You know, look at it. If it looks fitted, you're good. Mm-hmm. You know, that you don't need the Uber. And for God's sake, whatever you do, do not buy racing wires. <laughs> Everybody's, ooh, performance, I got, racing I wires. Got racing wire. Yeah. yeah it, all it means is they're not shielded. So it'll go, in your radio the whole time. Yeah. It, so. Just just get some nice spark plug wires that are made for your vehicle. You'll be fine. Exactly. And, you know, installing them, the only real trick to installing them is just make absolutely sure that you do them one at a time. I mean, pull one wire completely off and replace it in the loom because you'll never figure out the routing to keep it off exhaust and everything, uh, which, you know, which parts of the loom it goes through, which one goes where. Just do them one at a time and it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. And really, if you don't think so, try pulling them all off. Try just closing your eyes and then picturing where everything went on the (laughs) top of that spark plug or on top of the cap. Take our advice and do them one at a time. Do them one at a time. (laughs) The other thing that you can totally do yourself is a fuel system cleaning. This has become a high-profit item at quick lube places and such. Uh, and generally, there are two kinds that you do. One is a, uh, a fuel injector cleaner that you put in the fuel. You, you mix it in. You pour the bottle in the tank with a full 8-plus uh, gallon fill-up. And then you just run the gas through normally, and the cleaner goes through with the fuel and cleans it out. Now, a lot of fuels have cleaner in them these days. Uh, you know, if you're buying cheap gas, you should run this through every now and then. You can buy these little bottles for like three or four bucks and run them through yourself. There's another kind that is sprayed into the intake plenum and then burns off through the valves and everything and makes a bunch of nasty smoke out the back of the car and cleans the intake system and to some extent valves. Um you can do this yourself as well. You can go buy a can of it. Everybody loves the seafoam kind, but you can go get whatever you like. Um, you know, don't pay $130 to have somebody clean injectors unless they're going to remove the injectors to do it. Yeah. And they're not going to. It's so there. Yeah. Don't. Nobody does that. And if they say they do, you know, watch, watch them. them. Exactly. <laughs> they're not going to. They're just going to take either a can in your fuel tank or like. Like Chuck was saying, the the intake sign. And, and there then, are a lot of people that will happily charge you a hundred bucks for the can in the fuel tank. Yeah, don't don't bother. Don't get suckered in. That's generally these. There may be other stuff you can do yourself, and if there is, just research it. But that stuff we know off the top of our head is easy to do. 
The rest of it, you're probably going to want to farm out. And by farm out, we mean find somebody to do it for you. Exactly. It's either messy or difficult or just not worth your time for the amount you get back. Oil changes. Just pay somebody. It's easier. It's worth the 15 bucks. Transmission service. It's a pain in the ass. You don't want to do it. Have somebody do it. Now, there are two kinds of transmission services these days. Uh, there's the kind where they unbolt the pan and they and they actually drain it that way and then bolt the pan back up and refill it. Now, the advantage to this is that you get a lot of the fluid out of it and you get to see what's going on in there and if there's any metal in it or anything. Now, the bad part about this is that if you don't replace the seal, it could start leaking. And that's bad. That is bad. Yeah, exactly. So essentially, uh, for an automatic transmission, I would recommend, in most cases, take into the dealer for this service. Now, shop... And, you know, you can always watch if you know what's going on. I'll admit that I've had it done, you know, at the at the quick lube places before, and I just watch to make sure they do it. Ask ahead of time if they're going to replace the seal. Most quick lube places will not replace the seal. However, if you buy the seal and hand it to them, most of them will replace <laughs> the seal. So there are lots of little things you can do to save a buck or two. In a lot of cases, you know, like everything we're going to tell you about, shop around. You don't have to have all of this done at one place. Take it to four places if you need to. It doesn't even have to be done on the same day. You know, you can do some of it one weekend, some of it the next weekend. Um, as the other type of transmission service is the kind where they uh, they essentially disconnect the line, especially from a cooler or something like that, and then route it through this machine that takes the old out and puts new in. This is really not a bad way of doing it. Every so often, you should have the uh, the the pan drop though as well. So maybe every second or third, but, you know, shop. If you, if you get a good deal on one, go ahead, you know? Yeah, it's not going to hurt nothing. Exactly. Uh, differential service and, and transfer case service, if you have a four, uh, four-wheel four drive. Four by four, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, all they do is they stick a little tube in there, and they suck the stu- fluid out of it. And they put some more then in. they put some more in. Plug Don't pay a fortune for this. You know, go to the quick lube place and get them to do it. Watch them to make sure they put fluid back in it. Look at what comes out of it. Other than that, I mean, you shouldn't pay more than, you know, 20 to 40 bucks a diff or, or for a, a, a transfer case. Unless they're going to open the transfer case, they shouldn't be charging you more than about 40 bucks for it. Right. I mean, that's pretty rare that they do that, too. But Yeah, it's not bad. But just keep an eye on it. Tire rotation. You know, you can do this yourself. There's no science here. You just unbolt the wheel, put it up on jack stands, unbolt the wheels, move them to the back, move the back to the front torque them back down but it is a pain in the ass and you know a lot of places will even do it for free if you ask yep i know discount tire will if you bought the tires at discount tire they'll do it for free you betcha and most places will charge you you know five to fifteen dollars now you will go in the back of a line and you'll have to wait half a day so make a plan to drop it by on a saturday morning and just let them have it all day or something if you've got an air wrench and a spare you know a couple spare jack stands you can get a bunch of time and don't (laughs) mind getting dirty and it's you can rotate those suckers just like an I'll change. Go ahead and pay the few bucks, you know. Now, we we told you to shop around already, but another way you can make a deal with a lot of this is to put your own package together. Like, for example, say you found a quick lube place that'll give you a good deal on an oil change, a good deal on diff and transfer case service, and, you know, and they have a transmission service, but it's a little expensive. You know, go in and say, hey, look, I, I don't want to take it over to the dealer just for this to save 30 bucks. Come on, give me a deal negotiate. One thing most people don't know is, but prices at quick lube places, if you're doing more than just an oil change, are totally negotiable. Yeah, they're they're capable of coming down 10, 15, even sometimes 20%, depending on how much stuff you pile on uh, as Absolutely. far as services go. Now, there's another stage of negotiation with them, which 
we advise you to ignore, but we can't, we can't not tell you about it, which is that a lot of times if you're willing to pay cash, <laughs> this is bad. I shouldn't even be saying it. The guy at the place will do it when the boss isn't there and do it for free. Now, the bad news is if he screws up and you come back and there's no record that he did, it, won't cover it. You're screwed. Yep. So I advise you don't do this. Uh, but it does exist. And you know, if <laughs> it you're is broke, there. <laughs> if you're a college student, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you take your own risk, but it is available. The important thing here, though, is that you need to make a plan. And that's kind of where we're coming from. Sit down and make a plan with this. Don't just let the dealer say, oh, hey, it's time for you 30,000 miles. We got a package. It's $460. Yeah. You know, and it involves a whole lot of inspecting things and very little doing things. Yes. Yes. Uh, inspection is just equate that to nothing. <laughs> inspection is yeah it's a car i mean but we give you a free inspection yeah you give me a free inspection great. if i bring it in too yeah. right <laughs> yeah exactly and and don't believe anybody when they tell you well your all cars should have x no you that know they're correct there's some engineers that get paid a ton of cash well as a whole individually not so much but <laughs> as a group they get paid a ton of cash by the manufacturer to figure out what is based on material science yeah and everything else you know engineering exactly what your vehicle requires and what it doesn't require and those are the guys you want to listen to not the guy who's trying to sell you something yeah and it's it's going to tell you plainly in your in your manual what's going on so you just need to check that so let's finish our beers And let's wrap up. Number one, make a plan for these things. Number two, make your plan starting by looking in your service, in your uh, owner's manual for the service schedule. Uh, once you've got the service schedule, make a list, see what you can do yourself. You know, we recommend plugs, plug wires, fuel injector, and, and fuel system cleaning, you know, among other things you can do yourself easily. Um, if it's more than that, and it's something that you don't feel comfortable doing. Fine, farm it out. Don't accept a package. Make your own packages. Call every place in town. Call a couple of the quick lube places. Call the dealership. Call some auto service places. Make sure that the service matches the one in there and that they're doing what you think they're doing. And uh, Watch other, them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then beyond that, try to make a deal by making your own package, by saying, hey, what if I do two of them with you? What if I do three? You know, What kind of deal will you give me? Once you've made your deal, like Sean said, keep an eye on it. A lot of times you're not going to know, uh, you know, if they did it or not. And if you're standing there watching, it's a lot easier. You know, what a great way to spend a Saturday. What is it? I love work. I could watch it all day on Saturday, especially. There you go. And that's a one beer project, thankfully. If you'd like to know more, just uh, give us a visit at toolmonger.com. <laughs>